we're going to get to it later. But I want to give a little bit of an overview, a little bit of a, an introduction uh, to where we're going today and, and hopefully why. Because um, I, I, I want to, well, let me, let me pray first and before I get going, let me pray. Lord, thank you so much. Lord, thank you for your gospel. Lord, it's, it is the power of salvation. Lord, and there, it is as powerful today as it was when John the Baptist and Jesus came on the scene preaching the kingdom of God to repent and to, um, to follow after Jesus. It, it, it has not lost its power. Lord, so um, I pray that you will uh, be powerful, powerfully present with us Lord, and as we look at the gospel and what it is, I pray that not only will it change our hearts and our lives, and so many in here, I know it's already changed us a lot. Don't stop. Don't stop, Lord. Pray that you'll bring us to full completion of, of what, what everything that you want us to be, everything you want to do in us. Don't stop. And Lord, we've got to be able to give this gospel to this generation. Help us to not only understand it and understand it in a better way, but let us receive the power that is within that and help us to go. To go and to, to proclaim it and see the fruit. See it, see it work in action just like it did with Jesus, just like it did with the original disciples. Let us see it in our day. <clears throat> in Jesus' name. Amen. So a, a couple months ago, probably, I, I remember I was, I was preaching uh, a message, <coughs> and I, I was talking about, you know, the disciples going out. And they, they went out, and they, they proclaimed the gospel to a town. And Jesus said, you know, go and, and uh, say the, you know, do the works of the kingdom, you know, do the signs and the wonders, you know, and um, let they receive you. Great, you know, stay, let your peace be there. If they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet and keep on going. And I started thinking about that at, at that point, saying, you know what, how, do we really have all the gospel? When we preach, are we preaching the entire gospel? And for, for me, you know, I'm, what I'm looking for, I'm probably going to have to change some, um, somehow some of the stuff I preach and how I preach because I, I, had, I really feel like that we are missing some of the gospel and really missing some of the power in the gospel. And so as we look at this, what I want us to really do is not only let us get it in our hearts, and I, I know everybody in here, you, you, guys are, uh, you guys are saved and full of the Spirit and, and um, you are mature in the Lord and you're, you know, you, you've, I'm not. I'm not giving you the gospel in order for you to say, "Oh yeah, I need Jesus in my life again." I know you, you guys are there. You guys love the Lord, but what I want us to do is experience this again, and let it be in our hearts and on our lips, so that we can go out there to people who don't have the gospel, and we can give the same powerful gospel that uh, Jesus and the disciples gave. Uh, most of you all um, know uh, who Charles Simpson is. 
Um, some of y'all may have, may have met him. I never did. Um, but there's a, a guy who kind of ran around with him, Ern Baxter. Maybe you know his name. Um, I believe it was, it was uh, Brother Ern who, who said, you know, if you, if you preach the kingdom, you'll get the church. If you preach the kingdom, you'll get the church. And that's what the gospel of the kingdom is what Jesus preached. And what, what did you get? You got the church. And so I want to recover this gospel of the kingdom so that as we, as we not only as we preach it here, you know, it, we, we've, 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 got an, uh, we've got an essence of the church, but we need more. You know, we need, these folks out here need to join the church. You know, they need to, hopefully it's our place where they need to get where they fit. You know, and I'm sure a lot will be here, some will be over at Johnson, some will be, you know, uh, in Kaplan or, uh, you know, but they need the gospel of the kingdom to change their heart and their mind, and we need the church to be established here in, in Wyndham. So what, when we say gospel, what are we, um, we're going to do a little bit of uh, um, semantics or what's the word I'm looking for, Paris? Yeah, linguistics. So everybody's heard gospel, right? Which means good news. Um, do you know where you get that? So it's, it's really this. Don't, don't be thinking of, of what this actually would be in, in our English. Um, it is, uh, help, you might have to tell me, it's, it's gold spell. Okay, it, it's really, a, it's a really good um, translation for the Greek. It's, it's, it's good, okay, and uh, this is story or news. And, it, and that's from the old English. When you really, um, when you when you smash it together, and you say it fast enough, you actually it sounds like gospel. Okay, but that that's what from it comes down from the old English, gold and, and spell. Okay, so it's good news or good, uh, good story. Um, now in in the Greek, you would, you'll probably recognize the Greek also. Um, if I can write it in English, I can't hear it. I always had a hard time going from Greek letters to um, English letters. So this is this is the Greek for gospel. It actually is. Uh, if you think about this as a U, all right, and so what, yeah, what, what, what does it look like? Evangelist, evangelize, right? That's what, that's what we get. But um, the prefix U is, is what? We have the prefix U in English. Good, right? That's right. Thank you, Carolyn. What, what, we have like um, a eulogy, right? Is our, we supposed to have good words about somebody, right? Eulogy. Uh, you might have euphony, which is what? Good sound. Um, uh, what's another U? Eulogy. Um, so it's, it's, what's that? 
Eucharist, <laughs> eugenics, good genes, right? So then you've got, so you've got you, then you've got what here? Angel. What an angel? Uh, you know, we think you, you hear angel and automatically you go some you know big old tower of light with a big shiny sword, right? Maybe some wings. Um, but angel actually just means messenger, okay, or message. So an uh, euangelion or an evangelion is a good message or is a good news, right? So when you when you say gospel, it's it's the good news. But what what good news are we are we talking about? There's Jesus, right? Good news. But um, really, it, it comes from this this idea comes from a, a messenger. So um, when you talk about an evangelist, it, it comes from the idea of a, of a messenger. What, and you know, back um, some of you guys were in the military. They back in the uh, you know the first century or pre for you know in the BC area era, they they did not have GPS and satellite phones, and um, right that came like second century instead, you know. But they what they would do is send a messenger. They would send a runner, so you'd have a battle going on, and they'd send a runner. Okay, go tell the king or go tell the city or go tell whoever that the battle has gone well, or go tell them we're about to the city's about to fall, <laughs> right? So they would send a runner. In fact, um. Remember a uh, uh, marathon, right? The, the marathon was because of a runner who um, was in battle, right? And uh, the battle was going really, really well, but the, he saw a ship that was going to go into to port and, and try to, uh, the, the battle was at marathon. He saw a ship going into port and the ship was going to try to dissuade the, the city. So he, he ran to the city to uh, tell the city that um, that the battle had gone well and not to be deceived by the the ship coming into port, and the the as the tale goes, he gets into the city, proclaims to them the battle's gone well, we've won. He his, he ran the whole twenty six plus miles. And it said he shed his armor, shed his clothes, took off, ran, then fell over dead. Okay, but that's where we get the marathon from a messenger going and running and telling the good news. Okay? So it's a it's a messenger telling the good news of um and for us it it's the good news of salvation. Now when we when we start looking at the New Testament, um there's a few things that we really um uh we're going to start seeing over and over. Actually, it's not just um, the New Testament. It go, a lot of them go back to Isaiah, um, the message. But um, there's, a, there's a few themes, and I think some of these things we have, have missed over the years. N- number one, um, one major theme when it talks about the, um, the gospel message is that there is a king. There is a king. Remember the remember the passage out of Isaiah 52 uh, that, that says, um, um, 
how beautiful uh, are the feet of him who brings good news, who pronounces peace, who proclaims, um, uh, you know, our God reigns, right? Is that right? He, our God reigns. There is a king in heaven who cares about us. There is a king in heaven who cares about us. So as we start looking at the gospel message, one of the themes that we're going to see is there is a king. If you do not preach the gospel and have a king in that gospel, then you have left out part of the gospel message. Now, this actually did get left out quite a bit starting in uh, really uh, 1920s, a little bit before uh, late 1800s. Uh, a guy by the name of J.M. Darby um, came up with uh, this a dispensational hermeneutic, um, a way to look at the Bible and study the dispensations. Darby, and it's popularized by C.I. Schofield in the Schofield Reference Bible starting in the 1920s, um, took out the kingship. And uh, you all, I know this doesn't apply to you guys, but I want you, this is more of a teaching lesson. Um, he, Schofield and Darby basically said, when Jesus went to the cross, um, that he went into an ante room in heaven and will someday be king. But he's not king right now. In fact, he said that uh, when, he, when he came to um, the Jews and, and when they, he, he presented the king's gospel of the kingdom to the Jews, and the Jews rejected him. And so the cross then became an eventual... Uh, it, 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 the cross wasn't the original plan. The plan was to give the kingdom to the Jews and Jesus to become king. The Jews rejected him, so the cross then became necessary. And then um, Jesus went to the cross, went to heaven, and is waiting in an anteroom to someday sit on the throne and be king. Okay, that is not what I believe. I don't think that's what you guys believe. But it's one example of how the gospel has been broken up even in the last 100 years. And so we need to, we need to make sure that we're not preaching that version of the gospel, okay? We are including the kingship of Jesus in the gospel. Without the king, there is no gospel, okay? We have to include the kingship of, of the Lord. And, and really, this goes back to um, so much of this, we're going to see this, uh, we're going to go into Isaiah um, probably next week. Uh, but we're going to see, this goes back into um, the thought of uh, the Jews, you know, when they were in um, uh, in Egypt, right? They were bound in Egypt because they were, they were slaves to Egypt. And God remembered his covenant. And God came in and said, okay, I am going to set you free. I am, I am the king. I am the creator. I am the, the God over all, not Pharaoh. And I'm going to show Pharaoh who's really God. Right? Blessed are the... the, the God brings the peace. God brings the power to set people free. Okay? So there is a king who is higher than any king on earth, higher than any slave master on earth, higher than any government on earth, and that king is the one who's in charge and able to bring freedom. 
Okay, so there is a king and he is higher. So we're going to see the uh, there is a, without the king there isn't the gospel. Now, the the part of the gospel that we're so familiar with and is is great. Okay, we need this um, is the cross. Without the cross, there is no gospel. Without Jesus coming to the earth, becoming like one of us, except without sin, of course, going to the cross, there is no gospel. We have to include that. We have to include that. We also, I'm not going to belabor that, all of you guys know about Jesus and the cross. You can give it to me just as well as I can give it to you. All right? But we've got to include the cross because that is the, the avenue that we get um, freedom from sin and slave enslavement. Okay? We are, we are slaves to sin. And the cross brings freedom. Now, one thing that we, we may not... Um, look at and we, we may not have, not have in the back of our mind but when when God brings freedom okay and there is also an element in the gospel of judgment okay it's God God's purpose this is God's overall purpose Save his people and judge enemies. Okay? Save his people and judge his enemies. Now, here's what I want to really challenge us is not that who who are the enemies of God? Okay? And I want us to think of more of things rather than people. All right? God, now, it, you, you can make a case that before we, had, before we became Christians, we were all enemies to, to, the, to the Lord. But really, he loves us. And he desires that uh, no man perish, but we all come to the knowledge of, eternal li- of, of him and have eternal life, right? That's what he wants. So he's judging the enemies. So the enemies are anything that is keeping the gospel from going forth. Anything that is keeping people enslaved in their sin and in the bondage. Okay? Those are the enemies of the gospel. Anything that's keeping people enslaved. Right? So what what does Jesus do? When he comes on the scene, he starts freeing people. We have have the, the demonic. Does that keep people enslaved? Is that what Jesus did? He came and he set them free. Right, he uh, oftentimes, sometimes physically, people are bound physically. They, they, he, uh, he's, he's saying, okay, this is the kingdom of God. This is what the kingdom of God looks like. He heals the sick. He raises the dead. What are some other things? Sometimes, governments and political systems uh, or religious systems have people in bondage and keeps them from 
accepting and hearing the gospel. Right? This is what happened. That's really, I think, what happened with the Jewish political system, the, the religious and, and political system of the Jews in those days. Jesus came and he's trying to give the gospel. He's demonstrating the gospel and the Jewish political and religious system said, oh, no, you don't. You're not going to give that, that gospel around here. So what happens? That Jewish political and religious system got judged. Right? And then Rome basically had the same thing, except it got switched more. It was the Rome was persecuting the church, and then all of a sudden God switched it, and it really fell to the fell to the gospel, and that created a whole other mess. But nonetheless, <coughs> it went from being persecuted to all of a sudden with Constantine, it's like the whole world's Christian. <coughs> okay. So God is judging his enemies, setting people free. And like I said, don't think of this as judging people so much as judging things, things that are keeping people in bondage. And look, the, we need to remember that the, the prophetic word, the prophetic word is really the most powerful thing on earth. Not, it's not more, more powerful. You know, God is the power behind that, right? But the the prophetic word. Uh, think about with with Elisha, right? He he's he and his servant are surrounded by an entire army, and they walk out there, and the servant's going, <gasps> "They got us for sure." And Elisha says, "What are you worried about? He is for us, is greater than them." And he, he utters the prophetic word and strikes them all with blindness. He says, I'm not the guy you're looking for. Follow me. You know, takes him into the king and said, okay, here's all your enemies. He's like, wow, should I kill him? No, don't kill him. Feed him and set him free. Right? So, but the prophetic word is more powerful than any other thing. I mean, any army, any nuclear warhead, any gun, anything that you, any person can devise that prophetic word can bring power like like nothing else, right? And that's part of what the gospel is all about, is bringing that prophetic word to set people free and to judge the enemies. And like I said, again, the enemies, we're not talking about people as much, okay? You're not, like, I don't want you to, oh, you're going up to somebody and saying, you know what? You're holding this person captive and God's going to judge you. No, that's not what I'm saying. All right? What I am saying is it could be maybe a political entity. It could be a religious system. It could be, you know, the devil, right? But God is setting people free and he's, he's using the power of the gospel to do it. Um, and I, I just, I touched on this uh, a second ago. Something we, we also have to... Um, really realizes that um, that power the power is part of the gospel um, in fact let me read read this um, uh, this is from um, the theological dictionary of the New Testament 
It says, um, the gospel is not just speaking and preaching. It's proclamation with full authority and power. Signs and wonders accompany the evangelical message. They belong together for the word is powerful and effective. The proclamation of the age of grace of the rule of God creates a healthy state in every respect. Bodily disorders are healed and man's relation to God is set right. By the way, this, uh, this is not a charismatic book that I'm reading. This, this is a, it's a, it's a German diction, it's, it's been translated into English, it's a German high-level theological dictionary of Greek words, okay? So this is, this guy, um, uh, the guy who wrote this actual article is Fred, Frederick, uh, Gerhard Frederick, um, and uh, so this is not just a little charismatic. This is this is a theologian, um, a New Testament scholar, saying that um, the proclamation of the age of grace or the rule of God creates a healthy state in every respect. Bodily disorders are healed, and man's relation to God is set right. Joy joy reigns where this word is proclaimed. It brings salvation. It is, the, it is the way of salvation. It affects regeneration. It's not a word of man, but the living, eternal word of God. The Holy Spirit, who was sought for the day of salvation, attests himself now in the time of fulfillment when the glad tidings are proclaimed. Hence, the gospel is to offer salvation. It is a powerful proclamation of the good news, the impartation of salvation. This would be missed if um, uh, if the gospel were to take place in human fashion in the wisdom of the word. So the gospel has a, as a part of it the power. Now that was a lot of the reformers back going back to, to Calvin and a little bit further. The reformers took a lot of the power out of the gospel. They um, uh, if you if you there's a, there's a saying, if you want to understand any man or movement, you have to understand what re- they're reacting against. So a lot of the reformers, of course, they were, a- they were reacting against the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church never never lost um, the idea of the power of the gospel. Now, there, there might have, there's a few things in the Catholic Church that they, that the reformers are saying, well, that's, that's a little bit too mystical. I, I, you know, I don't know that that's true. But they kind of threw the baby out with the bath, bath water and said, well, the, the, the power is gone too. And even, um, even when you get into the Great Awakening, there was still a lot of the reformers, even though they were seeing a lot of the power, they actually, and I, I read some quotations of them just recently, um, the reformers were still saying, you know what, I'm not for all these gifts and stuff. I mean, here they're, they're seeing people, they're you know, being set free and falling down and being laid out on the ground and, you know, having a scream and then uh, getting uh, filled with the Spirit and getting healed and getting delivered and and accepting the uh, the gospel. Well, no, I don't believe in in all these uh, miracles and signs and wonders. That that came from the Reformers. And and also, back to uh, J.M. Darby and the Dispensationalists, they, that was one of the, the tenets of, of, of um, Darbyism. It was that all the gifts of the Spirit were for another day. They weren't for our day at all. Therefore, therefore, like a millennium time when Jesus reigns and then the 
the Jews would, would have the gift of the Spirit later on. Okay? We lost a lot of that in the gospel. But without the power of the gospel, the, uh, the gospel and the power, they go hand in hand. Right? So those are, so those are some of the things that we're going to, um, we're going to see as we, um, as we start looking at the gospel message. What is it? Uh, and how do we recover this? Because uh, we've, we've got to have all of these. We've got to have the idea that Jesus is the king. He's come to set people free. Yes, he's come to set people free through the cross, but God is also judging his enemies when he's doing so. Right? If there's something that is hindering the gospel from going forth, that needs to be judged. God will take care of that. The power comes. Oh, and one, one, last, one last thing. I've forgotten this. In the, in the essence of the gospel, remember, it's, it's about a messenger going out, right? It's about going. It's about going. We all must be messengers of the gospel. We all have to go. And I, I really, you know, I think that um, it's something we don't, it's something I'm going to say I don't do enough. We've got, we've got to get out beyond our comfort zone. We've got to get out and, you know, I, 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 one thing that they do at ORU, something that Oral Roberts coined years ago was going into every man's world. So um, you are a, you can be a missionary teacher, right? You become a teacher, so what do you do? You go into the school system, and you, you're a missionary to the school system. Or you, you're a missionary lawyer. You, can, you go into the legal system. You're, you're a missionary uh, in, the, in the medical field, right? But I think there's an essence that we've, we've got to go out. And I think we've got to get further out. We've got, you know, when we look at the, the New Testament, they went. Not everybody can go. Not everybody can, can be a missionary and leave everything and, and go somewhere else. But we've got to get out and share the gospel. We've got to have some, you know, we've, we've got to have more opportunities. I've got to find some other opportunities that we can, we can actually get out and share. But we've all got to get the message and get out and, and share that gospel message. Let's look, let's look really quickly in, um, in Matthew chapter 4. And you'll start to see some of these things I was just talking about. Okay? Matthew 4. This is the, this is the first instance in the, in the Gospels, right, <laughs> uh, of, the, of the term here. So uh, verse 23, Jesus was going throughout all Galilee... Did, did you get that? Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the, what? Kingdom. He was going, he was proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. If there is a kingdom, there must be, in essence, a king, Right? healing every kind of disease, every kind of sickness among the people. 
The news about him spread throughout all Syria, and they brought uh, to him all who were ill, those suffering with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics. He healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis and Jerusalem and Judea and from uh, beyond the Jordan. Um, don't you see one of those things? So this, this is actually where the first, the first instance in the New Testament where gospel is, is used. Jesus is going out. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Right? He's traveling. He's going. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. There's a king involved and he's healing. Right? That's what we're all supposed to do. Look at, um, flip back a page to, Ma- to Matthew chapter 3. And then I'll, I'm going to kind of try to bring this to a close here. Um, is it, uh, let's, let's look at verse 11. This is John the Baptist, okay? As for me, I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I am not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear the, clear the threshing floor. He will gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. You see that? So there's, there's this, again, in this message, it's, God is coming to rescue his people and judge his enemies. He's coming to rescue his people. He's going to harvest his people. He's going to put them in the barn. He's going to take them to himself. And the rest of them he's going to judge. And look, we've got to get back, and I'm, I'm telling myself too, We've got to get back to preaching the gospel where there is a hell. It's not popular today. We've got to get back to a gospel where there's actually a hell. I know one one thing in in sales is that um, you know you should you should tell people you know you should let them imagine their life without the thing you're trying to give to them, right? If you don't have this new vacuum cleaner, your floors will be dirty all the time. It's going to ruin your carpet, and you know, right? Imagine yourself without the product. If you're not in this new car, you're going to still be driving your clunker around. It's going to be stranded along the highway somewhere. You're going to have to get a tow truck. It's going to cost you more money in the long run, Right? Am I right? That's what one thing you okay. We need to let people know that without without Jesus, there is a real hell. And they will forever be in hell apart from God, tormented. We don't like to think about that. We like to, especially this day and age, and this is where we've, we've lost part of the gospel again, we, l- we like to give them just the positive. This is what Jesus can do for you. This is true. He'll give you peace. Does he? Yeah. He'll give you hope. Yeah. 
He'll give you grace. Yes. He'll forgive your sin. Yes. All that's great. People don't like to hear about hell. But we've, we have to come back to the point of saying, without Christ, there is a hell and you'll be forever in it. That's hard. It's really hard. When, when you look at what happened, like with the Great Awakening, that's what a lot of the messages were. Look at Jonathan Edwards. Sin is in the hands of an angry God. You were like a little spider being held by it. Just the, the, the edge of the um, spider web over a flame. And one little thing and you're going to fall in. And it breaks people. Now we need to use that correctly. We need to use it in, in the right way. But we have to come back to the point of giving a gospel where heaven and hell are both real. Because if we don't, we have shortchanged the gospel. We are giving a different gospel. May I should say an incomplete gospel. Because we have parts of it. But we've got to give the full thing. And I believe if we do, when we start giving the full gospel message, everything that this entails, then we're going to see the same result. We've got to um, we've got to make sure we have the kingdom as part of the gospel. The gospel without a king is no gospel at all. Right? We have to have the gospel of salvation. The gospel without the cross, which we're really good at that. That's the part we're really good at. The gospel without the cross is no gospel. We're going to start to see that in the different scriptures. Right? The gospel without um, the power is no gospel. We have to recover the power of the gospel. The gospel without the judgment is no gospel either. We have to recover the gospel of there is a heaven and there's a hell. I remember um, before I left seminary, um, one, one of the guys who was a, a security guard um, at the seminary, really great guy, um, I think he had been a seminarian at one point, and a lot of people stayed around the school and, and got jobs there. But uh, he, he said, Ryan, he said, when you, he said, do me a favor. He said, I, a- I ask people this when they, you know, before they graduate all the time. He said, he said give, give at least one sermon a year on heaven. Just meet people. We need the hope. We need to hear it. But give at least one sermon a year on hell so we understand what he's saying. haven't really stuck to that. But you know, we need that. We need to hear about heaven. We need to hear about the hope. We also need to hear that there is a hell. And we've got to stay away. So, as we go through this, 
I know that we know a lot of the message, but as I mentioned, the prophetic word, okay, the part of preaching is getting the prophetic word out. And as, as preachers preach, what happens is, is those words go out and it ignites something in the spirit and it ignites something in people. My hope is that as we're going through this gospel message, okay, it's not just a time for us to go, look, I I know you guys know a lot of it already, all right? But this is a time for it to be activated within us. It's not a time that it's like, oh, yeah, I, I I can talk about Jesus in my sleep, okay? It's a time to have it be activated within us that what happens is we become gospel vessels that we go out and we share the gospel all all aspects of it we go out and share and we start seeing that the gospel take shape outside these four walls okay that's my hope and my prayer it's not just that I can tell you all about Jesus tonight which is great and you need to hear it but it's so that we become gospel vessels. We become the messengers. We take the entire thing out. And I believe that as, as we go through this, that prophetic word is going to form that within all of us. That we become those messengers to take it outside. Everywhere we go. And some of us, it needs to be further out. Some of us need to, to, to hop on a plane and go somewhere else. Or take our car somewhere else. Some of us, it's right outside the door. Some of us, it's right across the street. But all of us have to go. Every single one of us. Let me, um, let me pray. I'm going to pray that over every, every each, each of us, okay? That, um, I, I don't want this just to be about a teaching. Okay, I want this to really form within us. And please start expecting that as as we go through this gospel series, that what's going to happen is it's going to start forming in us. God's going to open doors for us. And that we will start giving the entire message of the gospel and we're going to see that power come, come alongside for us to see lives changed and results cities change. How does a city change? One person at a time. Okay. So please receive this. Lord, I thank you for the gospel, the good news of salvation. And Lord, I pray right now, as, as we as just gave an introduction what we're going to see, Lord, but I pray that you'll begin to start to um, let there be a seed planted in each person here a gospel seed with every one of these things that we, we just talked about. A seed of the kingdom, a seed of the power, a seed of the, um, the, the, the going and the preaching. And Lord, let that seed, that pure gospel seed right now be put into every person in this room, those who are online. Lord, I pray that it will start to take shape and start to be formed. As we go through this, I pray for tremendous fruit.
the fruit of the kingdom coming up and and fruit so big and so luscious that as we walk down the street, people are going to say, I want that fruit. I don't know what it is, but I want it. Send us, Lord. I pray that you'll start to, to place in each person here where they're supposed to go. Whether that's close, very, very close, or whether that's thousands of miles from here. Let it begin to take shape in each person here where they're supposed to go, where they're supposed to be sent. Send us, Lord. Let that be part of that scheme. that seed of power to each person here. As we talked about receiving in the last number of weeks, receive now, this is the word of the Lord, receive now the power of the gospel. That each person here will receive the power to go out and to see lives changed, to see the sick healed, to see deliverance, to see uh, hope restored, see people set free from from uh, every sort of uh, demonic oppression. Receive now the power of the gospel. Lord, I feel it within each person. Feel it in them by the name of Jesus and by the Holy Spirit. Lord, I place the seal of the Lord Jesus upon them to go forth from here in power, in peace, in hope, that they will be vessels of your glory. <laughs> 